You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Hey there, Lost Girl Wouldn't fans. Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the, the girl, girl who has a rain or death train? <laughs> Welcome to the Lost Girl After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about season four, episode ten, Waves. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, fantastic and talented Yale Teagles here. Hello, everyone. Uh, and of course, our, our song choice. Uh, is an homage to this episode and yeah. its use of mermaids, which actually, thinking about it now, it's almost surprising that it's taken us this long to have mermaids on the show. I thought we had mermaids a long time ago. There were strippers who like, there were like fish fay yeah, that were strippers that couldn't get their tails because he owned their tails instead of their passports. Right, but that's. <laughs> I don't know. I thought those were mermaids. They're apparently not, because mermaids are the psychos of the sea. Yeah. Uh, we also got a lot of great answers on the Bow and Rainer front. Finally. We basi- yeah. We basically uh, finally get to see all the information that had been kept from us since the beginning of the season about the season itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was like that, that puzzle box that Tamsin and Kenzie were trying to open up last week, the one made out of paper, and you had to do it in the right order, and it's uh, or else random death stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. Finally, the puzzle box has been opened. We can lay it all out and see, oh, that's what all this was. And we see kind of the genesis of this Rainer romance, mm-hmm. and we will definitely talk all about that and whether or not we think it's believable, yeah. whether or not we like them together, uh, all the good stuff. But first, got to talk mermaids mm-hmm. and uh Kenzie and and Dyson and Lauren working together as a little little threesome team. Yeah, it was kind of like the sidekicks were you know, we got to give Bo some space, so let's get together and solve crimes. Yeah, let's get together and have an adventure. Exactly. Yeah, and it was very classic. This was like season one Lost Girl, mm-hmm. their storyline, except it was sort of like it was Kenzie taking the Bo slot. Kind of. Kind of. I guess there really was no bow slot. Yeah. It was like uh, they were all using their special talents, but now together they work well as a fighting force, I yeah. guess. Um, at least when you can kill mermaids with tap water, they're a very <laughs> effective fighting force. It was this great, uh, you know, here's the story of the week. We've got this drama. Someone's trying to kill someone else. People are going missing and losing legs. Right. And then how do we solve it? Oh, no, we're all going to die and get our legs cut off. No, tap water. Tap we're water. We're, we're safe. Yeah, so we, we, open on, um, we open on this woman, high-powered executive, Getting into the company pool, mm-hmm. which may or may not be the pool from Constantine, I was informed. Oh. Um, and uh, she gets into this pool, she's swimming, and there's just something rippling behind her. And then 
I feel like m- we saw more of her legs as she's like coming out of the pool, and then we cut, and then she's got less legs than she had. Yes, you know, like, movie magic, movie magic. <laughs> but her legs have been chopped off. She didn't bleed out because she's a fae, and I guess that's why. Okay. Yeah, because uh, somehow her brother doesn't even know that she's had her legs taken from her. Right. Whereas she was bleeding all over the floor of this company pool, all over the room. They're a big company. You can assume that the cleaning staff came and took care of it. Right. But I feel (laughs) like someone would have known about that. You know, it's just uh, regardless. (laughs) She finds Kenzie, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess, through the same sort of channels that people used to find Kenzie and Bo earlier in the series. And is like, I have a big problem. Someone stole my legs and I need them back. (laughs) Lost girl. We're in it. Yeah. And um, she ropes in the Wonder Twins, Dyson (laughs) and Lauren, who just continue to get chummier and chummier. Yeah. Uh, Dare I say, wedding bells. Not really. We should start calling them Lyson. Lyson? Yeah. I'm down with it. Or or, uh, I was going to say Boren. No, Doran would be it. I was, I don't know. Doran. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like seeing these two together. I like them liking each other. It's... It honestly, it's a relief. Mm-hmm. It's a relief because they're still snipey, but it's in such a good-natured way that I can just relax watching them. I don't feel like they're always at each other's throats. I'm tired of hatred. You know, at this point, it kind of like, you know, how Rainer's talking about we should all be banding together instead of fighting each other. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with these two. I like seeing them together, not fighting, working towards a common goal. You know, they're the only people who understand what it's like to date Bo and to be in love with Bo and and the frustration that's coming from this. They've been locked out of the apartment. I, I, like, I did, that part I didn't quite understand. Yeah, I think uh, Bo said, hey, Rainer and I need... Some time. Some time to do what I do. Right. Uh, go elsewhere. Which is not very Bo-like. Mm-hmm. Usually she doesn't mind if people are around while she does what she does. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And she doesn't mind other people's opinions. She's just going to do things anyway. But she's right. deeply hurt that no one wants her to be with this guy who seemingly kidnapped her and was potentially a very bad guy. Right. How How dare her girlfriend and ex-boyfriend and best friend who has been searching for her. How dare they dislike this man who kidnapped her. Right. You know. <laughs> and we can get on Bo for that and we'll be talking about it later in the mm-hmm. show. Um, but uh, they need to fill their time while uh, and get rid of this excess energy. Yeah. Instead of just like pacing around Dyson's boxing gym apartment uh, waiting for the phone to ring. Yes. So They take a case. They take a case at uh, Alaria Technology, mm-hmm. which, oddly enough, another sci-fi series, Helix, has the Alaria Corporation. Do they? Spelled differently, but oh. still Alaria. And they're working on the biggest mobile release since the iPhone, as she <laughs> calls someone on an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Dyson and Kenzie go undercover. And they accidentally switch jobs. Mm-hmm. So Dyson is the lowly male guy, which honestly made more sense. He was the male guy. She was the foxy executive. Right. I like that. And I see you're wearing your red suit I in am. honor of I her am. foxy red suit. I'm glad you caught that. I. How could I not? It's bright red. <laughs> I'm subtle is yes. what it is. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just I loved this whole sequence. I like seeing Dyson put upon. And I like seeing Kenzie having more power than she deserves. Mm-hmm. Um and 
he's wandering around. He's passing out mail. He goes to this one executive, uh, his assistant, mm-hmm. to try to drop off some mail. Uh, Darren, I think is the name. Darren Clare is the head of uh, Darren Clare. product development. And the assistant is Tad. Tad, who's... Uh, he's his assistant. Yep. Uh, Kenzie called him. Very fitting moniker. Mm-hmm. Um, very sassy. He's like, aren't you a little like unkempt for an office environment? And Dyson's like, aren't you food for me? Because I'm a wolf. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> I think what's great is that up until he got to Tad's desk, every woman in the office had been staring at him as he walked by. Well, no shit. The man is foxy. He's, he's sculpted from clay. Is he? Botticelli painting. No, Botticelli <laughs> painted women. But still, if Botticelli painted men, he would paint Mr. Dyson. Dyson. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, and uh, he's not getting anywhere with Darren Clare's assistant. Mm-hmm. So he goes down to the company pool, and it's a saltwater pool, and he fishes out what is seemingly a pearl from the water filter. Yep. And it's actually a salt deposit, which can only mean one thing. Oh, crap. Mermaids, the worst, mm-hmm. who apparently sunk his ship, his and Trick's ship, on the, their way to America, <laughs> or on their way to the New World. To the Mer- colonies. Yeah, to the colonies. Uh, mermaids are, and mermen alike mm-hmm. destroyed their boat because they're psychotic savages. Right. Who also apparently have a run spring of, of sorts. They Which have, is awesome. Yeah. That's a great conceit for a mermaid. Yeah. They have a walking. A walking. Mm-hmm. Walking. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, where, they've got a walk. Yeah. They, where <laughs> they go and they walk wherever they want. They, they walk around the entire world. You <laughs> they know. have legs for a year. Yeah. Um, and then I guess what's amusing about it is that they have the um, choice to come back or not. It's... Except that if you don't come back, you don't get to keep your legs. Yeah. So it's I don't not understand. Really it's not same. really a choice. It's more of an imposition. Yeah. Um, but uh, Darren has found a way to make his walking permanent, mm-hmm. as did his sister, um, who was the woman who, who got her legs cut off at the, at the top of the episode. Diana. Yeah. Big old surprise and mm-hmm. double cross. Um, you know, like this story had a lot of fun specifics, and my favorite thing about it really, and it's why we opened the show with, with Part of Your World, mm-hmm. is Kenzie's utter fascination and excitement regarding mermaids. Dyson and Lauren tell her that she's got to get out of there immediately. Mm-hmm. She can't leave because she has wanted to meet a mermaid her entire life. Well, who hasn't? I don't care to meet a mermaid. If someone told you you had the opportunity to meet a mermaid, you wouldn't want to meet them. I mean, I guess if it was painless like that, but I'm not. I'm not jumping out of my seat like there's a mermaid down the street let's go let's go have our clams signed <laughs> i'm just i am off fire today if someone can be the opposite of on fire that's what i am yeah right now um what did, what stuck out to you in this plot line what did you enjoy uh, aside from kenzie's beautiful red suit um i did love all of her adorable uh, little mermaid references yeah i liked the idea um i loved the the end reveal where they were three siblings that were trying to do this and that they were all like that they were all psychotic yeah they were all working together i loved um it was uh it was like creepy mail or crazy mail it was creeper mail creeper mail was the name of a folder in uh, in Tad's desk, filled with all of these letters from beneath the sea, uh-huh. um, from uh, the third sister. 
And I love that the third sister uh, shows up and they're and he's like, well, we, we've got three people here. We can take their legs. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, sounds good. Perfect. It's She immediately abandons her whole thought of, like, let's have the whole family together in the ocean. Yeah. She's like, great. I'll, I'll take that life. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? And hey. <laughs> They're getting, they're all getting leg upgrades. Mm-hmm. They take their legs. I mean, Kenzie legs, Lauren legs, proper. Wolf legs. Yeah, wolf legs. Seriously. Think about the vertical leap he'd be able to uh, achieve with wolf legs. He went from not being able to be out of the water mm-hmm. to being able to take that leap. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it's truly a, a testament to, uh, to the power of the face spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, how do we solve the problem? The... This amazing storyline with a twist and everyone's going to die. Right. We get a, a shot of this of this plant dying in fresh water. So she sprays them with fresh water. Lauren and sprays them. And hopes for the best. And hopes for the best. And apparently they just straight up dissolve into <laughs> sea foam. Yep. Because that's a thing. Yep. What is this? What is this story? What's happening? Why are we doing this to mermaids? All they wanted was to walk on land. Mm-hmm. And now we are treating them like cattle. Made of dust, apparently, or they're all wicked witches. Was the wicked witch yes. a mermaid? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> it makes sense. It also makes sense as to why she's green. Yeah. She's stained with algae. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what I was thinking. Great. Um, okay. We want to talk really quickly about iTunes. Uh, a reminder to everyone, we, we uh, have put out a challenge to you, the, the Lost Girl After Buzz TV listenership, the fan base. You know, we here at After Buzz TV, I say it every week. We, we put out over 70 hours of quality, free content a week. It's a crazy, huge undertaking. And, you know, being part of this community, I, I'm so proud that we have so many amazing fans. And being part of this community means, you know, hel- helping support the community if you can. You know, we give you all this great entertainment for free. What could you do to help us back? Go to iTunes, rate, review the show. It really does raise the collective water level for everyone here at the network. It makes it easier for us to get sponsors and for us to grow and thrive as the years go on. Now, we issued a challenge. Yeah, we did. uh, To our fan base uh, to rate and review. Did we say 25? Or how how many did we say? We said 10. We said 10. 10 10 reviews. Not even just ratings. 10 reviews reviews of the show. And we will do our very best to get Cassania Solo on the show. For the finale. For the finale, which is only three weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're very excited about this. And we've, we've, I have it on good authority that, you know, like, it's not impossible. Yeah. This isn't a pipe dream. We're not, we're not trying to trick you. We're just trying to get a little something back. I'm just saying the process has begun. Yes. To get her here. Significant steps. All you need to do is review this mm-hmm. you're listening to it i don't honestly don't care if it's gibberish if it's five star gibberish but five star gibberish yeah i will read the five star gibberish right here on the show i would like to see that so someone please do it please do uh okay uh before we move before on before we move on uh is there do we have a message for maria oh yeah so uh maria menounos kevin undergaro uh, creators of AfterBuzz TV. They also have a brand new reality show that's premiering on Oxygen tonight. So uh, this uh, we're taping this Tuesday, March 18th, uh, 10, 9 central on Oxygen. It's called Chasing Maria Menounos. I think we have uh, uh, a message from Maria. 
Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone things that they know what's best for me, but I'm really the only one. I have got to figure things out. Chasing Maria Menounos is so new. Every Tuesday at 10, 9 central, starting March 18, only on Oxygen. All right. Thank you for that. I hope you check that out because, you know, uh, that show does well. We do well. And also a great thing about that. Uh, you get to see a lot of behind the scenes here at AfterBuzz mm-hmm. watching the show because uh, Maria's you know often here helping to manage and run the place. So you also get a little behind the scenes on your favorite after show network. Yeah. So check it out if you get the chance. Uh, one more thing before we move on from this mermaid storyline is uh, Ke- Kenzie's been training to become a shadow thief. Right, and she steals... Uh, some panties, yes, which turn out to be Lauren's panties, right, right off of her body somehow, yeah, which is uh, impressive, mm-hmm. and we want to see this continue. Yeah, I hope this shadow thief thing builds to something amazing, and I hope her stealing panties also continues. Yes, exactly. Okay, so uh, we finally are getting some answers about what happened between Rainer and Bo on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's kind of settling into life at the abandoned factory that they live in, <laughs> wherever it is that they live. Yeah. Um, and he just is all mm, swooning and hunky and wearing no shirt and just being like, you know, like it's, you have to understand, you know, they were never going to react the way that we wanted. And she's like, I know, but I wish... Yada yada. Yeah. Um, they're still trying to figure things out. They're like any new couple does. Yeah. You know, you you tell everyone that you're each other's destiny. <laughs> now you have to back that up. What does this mean? Who are we? And they start kind of going over what happened. Well, the episode first starts with Bo and you know looking at herself in the mirror, and he comes up and she's thinking about all these things that the her friends have said, and he said it had to be done, and she has what looks like a bruise or a, a scrape on her face. Yeah, it looked almost like blood. Like for a second, they were they were hinting that she had like killed them all or something. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, right? Unless. Everything that we're seeing between the two of them happened after they the went end. and killed the Unamens. So my belief of how this episode went was we started and then we did like a 24 hours earlier, mm-hmm. which was actually uh, here's you know what happened on the train all those months ago, building up to how we got to her looking in the mirror with blood on her face. Right. The very first thing that they that they do after telling everyone that, you know, Rainer's here and that he's good and that they belong together as they went to visit the Unamens. And we're going to get to that in a second. I mm-hmm. want to talk to about the train first. Right. So we finally see what happens moments after Bo is kidnapped at the end of season three. Mm-hmm. She pops up on the train. She is pissed off. As she should be. As she should be. And she immediately, you know, barges in. On our wanderer, uh, Rainer, who's playing the damn song mm-hmm. on the record player, 
and she pulls out a knife and she's like, take me home, you sadistic son of a bitch or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, listen, lady, I don't know who you are. You're just yet another woman. I don't care. You know, do you want to like pretend that we're going to fall in love or do you want to just get off at the next stop? Thanks. You know, he's just he's a brooder. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we know our lady likes brooders. <laughs> she does. She does. Who doesn't? It's a ma- it's magnetic. Is it? Sometimes. All right. <laughs> when you got abs like that, it's magnetic. Touche. Yes. Um, I need to get me some magnetic abs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I was designing a video game, that would be a weapon it is magnetic abs. I and love then it. You, you capture a bunch of metal and then you release it by doing like a pelvic thrust. That'd be hilarious. If there was a Lost Girl themed like Super Smash Brothers style game, that would be his power. Is magnetic abs. I think that would be most of the guys on the show's power. Well, I mean, Dyson becomes a wolf. You what can't happened? really do, like, forethought as, as, as a, like, a visual power. Touche. Yes. All right, so somebody make this game. Yeah, someone make this game, make <laughs> it happen. Yeah. So, um, they, she, he's, he has no interest in her. He, he doesn't want her there. And she's just kind of confused. Well, it seemed like he's been on this train for a long time. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't know why he's there. And girls keep popping up mm-hmm. because somebody needs to bring him what he's looking for. Right. This ultimate evil that told Tamsin mm-hmm. to find Bo. Right. Which is not the Wanderer. A, p- potentially that evil guy mm-hmm. is her father. Right. Um. You know, so every once in a while, a woman just pops up on this train. And I think what was really interesting is that he turns around and goes, ah, another brunette. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took that to mean that he's been waiting for whatever he needs to help him get off the train. Yeah. And so it's been so long that he no longer thinks that she even exists at all. Well, I mean, as Tamsin said episodes ago, mm-hmm. it seemed impossible that someone like that would exist. Right. You know, um, and now he's just looking for variety, mm-hmm. but instead he just keeps getting these brunettes, you know, nothing wrong with brunettes, nothing wrong with brunettes at all. But I'm just saying, you know, a couple hundred years of brunettes, you might want a strawberry blonde every once in a while. Touche. Touche. <laughs> I like all the touches this week. Yeah. It's um, happening. yeah. So she kind of confronts the handmaiden woman making her return, mm-hmm. um, her glorious return to lost girl. <laughs> And uh, she lays out a nice dress for her, and she's like, you know, it's we've got this weird Beauty and the Beast type situation going on, mm-hmm. where he's not actually a beast, but like we even get like the East Wing moment where she opens up the the do- like the 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 bell, the, the, the bell jar, uh, which you know in Beauty and the Beast it's a rose, here it's this preserved butterfly that she brings back to life. And then she leaves the room, and then he roars basically like Beast. Yeah. And it's it's silly. It's silly. It was a Disney-filled episode. We it really Mermaid, was. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And, like, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But you have to admit, the roar was silly. The roar was silly. The fact that he threw a tantrum at that moment was silly. Right. It just it, didn't make sense. It didn't make any sense. And that was the moment when I thought, she's going to fall in love with that? Yeah. Like, he's... He seems like he's unhinged if that threw him, like, upset him that he much. He seems like kind of a spoiled baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's been trapped on a train for forever and has missing parts of his memory. Right. But still, um, he he's just so incredibly reactionary. Mm-hmm. I like their dinner scene because I feel like 
Bo's softening towards him felt slightly justified. She is someone who, um, she hates the 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 governing body and the way that the Fae is set up. Mm-hmm. She's someone who had to deal with a lot of terrible stuff in her life, and it seems like at every turn she's forced to do something else. She's forced to fight the Garuda. She's forced to do her dawning. You know. Mm-hmm decades, centuries before she's really supposed to. Um, So that this guy, he didn't even want her there. He didn't even want to be there. He doesn't even remember why he's there. He's just stuck. It resonates Mm -hmm. with her. And she realizes that he may not be a terrible person. Right. Um, Or at least like that door is open just enough of a crack that she wants to hear what else he has to say. Yeah. Um, And it's a beautiful dinner spread. It's a shame that we didn't get any sauce, um, but I wanted to know what dish he was eating specifically that he wanted sauce for. I assumed it was the pot roast. I wanted to know where the food came from. Yeah, because that's what I wanted. They're to on know. a death train. Yeah, who is the handmaiden? Where did she go? Who else is on the train? Because at one point, uh, he's playing the the organ organ in yeah. her room. Right. Bo comes in and says, "Oh, just let yourself in." Where was she? She was somewhere else on the train? Yeah, what else is on that train? That's the, what I want to She was know. in the dining room or in the front car. It seems like there's only three cars. <laughs> That's all we've seen. His room, her room, and the dining car. Yeah. So she was in the dining car eating his plate of food. She Which took, she took. She, yeah, she's like, I'll take my food to go. Grabs his plate. And he's like, what the hell? Who are you? <laughs> You know, and it was in that moment that he fell madly in love with her. Exactly. She stole his food and now nothing will be the same. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I loved when she finally found out what his powers were because we are always wondering what his powers are. Yeah. And he used to have the the foresight in battle. Mm -hmm. He could see what his enemies were doing before it happened, Mm -hmm. Um, which makes me wonder, did he see, foresee trick uh, using his Blood King powers to lock him away on this train and just, like, couldn't get there in time, or what? It's possible that he saw it and he couldn't... There's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting. He was explaining how he fought the the battle to end light and dark, and um, he was he was fighting against the, the, the treacherous king. The Blood King! And Bo just didn't put it together? Yeah. I mean, I was waiting for the moment where he either said Blood King mm-hmm. or she was like, Blood King? Right. You know, so that she could be like, I'm his granddaughter. So we could see his reaction to that. Yeah. Because I feel like that's like the one key moment that we didn't get to see that would help us determine his motivations here. Because um, it, it's it's not just chance that he's winding up with the granddaughter of the man who locked him away. I feel like that is something. I feel like that is what Trick knew would happen, and that's why he didn't want him on this plane. Mm. That's my. I don't know where I came up with that. I don't yeah, know if it was ever said or I just made that up. But I always felt like the reason, aside from him battling Trick, he, right. he knew that tr- he would end up with Trick's granddaughter. And so Trick said, Look, if you're no longer on this plane, you don't exist, then you'll never meet her, and it will never be your destiny, and it will never, you'll never overthrow me. I like this. I just, I can't... Think of where that came from? I may have made that up. Yeah, I just, I figure, I mean, this is back in, like, bad Blood King days, mm-hmm. where he was, he locked him away because he defied him. Right. He was, you know, he was Rainer the, the Defiant. Defier. Yeah, the Defiant, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the, the fact is, he was just trying to preserve his rule. It's the same reason why uh, he ended the war and created the peace, mm-hmm. you know, is so that he wouldn't be overthrown. The more I learn about old trick, the more I'm concerned. Yeah. The more I'm concerned because uh, concerned and excited. And I'll tell you why. Because um, we have this whole sequence with the Unamens that we're going to get into. And the world of the show is poised to become pro- uh, progressively darker and plunge the entire Fey world into open revolt mm-hmm. or rebellion or war, which would make it far more interesting than just like normal Fey world. You know, I want to see what is what is the apocalyptic situation that this seed that's now in play could produce that would require everyone to like go into hiding and fight the good fight, you know, creating this big arc for the last few seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the fourth season. It, traditionally, a successful show, if they're going to go a full seven or eight or even longer, mm-hmm. um, four is kind of the turning point. It's the opportunity to put in motion a major change that will rock the foundations of the series and cause us to have a very different trajectory. And I feel like we've been put in a position where we have the potential for something really outrageous and phenomenal to shake up the show's DNA, and I'm worried that we're not going to go there. I um, I see I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I I think you're right. Okay. I think this season itself has been so different. Has been, as we've said, the best season. Yes. Has. Uh, as Jay Firestone has said, you take Lost Girl, what you know about Lost Girl, and turn it on your head. That's what this season was. And I think that then it's going to shake everything up. And sadly, I feel that it'll probably just go back to normal. No! But I'm a pessimist. Uh, I know. And, <laughs> and like, and there's nothing wrong with pure normal Lost Girl. It's why we like the show. Mm-hmm. I just think there's an opportunity. Because I never saw... The Unamens being taken out this early, ever, mm-hmm. in any of my predictions of this show, never, ever, I always assumed we would build to a rousing climax where we fought against the Unamens, and now they're all gone. They're all gone, you know? Um, before we get into that fight, though, yeah. one last thing I want to bring up on the train mm-hmm. is after uh, Bo and Rainer fall for each other, and they, they have this kiss, and they're like, what are we doing? Time passes. Mm -hmm. We don't know how much time. Time moves differently there. Yes. But they come up with this whole plot. Mm -hmm. She's obviously spent a lot of time on this train because, like, crows have come and gone. They bottled up uh, a a crow. They bottled up Hugin. They met the opera singer. They met the opera singer. Um, You know, she's laid out all of these things. And I guess really the big thing is just seeing that it was all Bo's idea. That she felt so strongly about this guy mm-hmm. based on who he was on the train without his memories, without his powers that she was willing to do whatever it took to get him free. Which is classic Bo. Mm-hmm. You know, she she feels so deeply and she is so altruistic and she'll do whatever it takes to help the people she cares about. Um, which is great to see. But it's just kind of like frustrating as a viewer because it's like a man, I wish she had a less convoluted way to make all this happen so we could have gotten these answers earlier. Well, I think it was a really interesting, and I said it before that I really liked how they were doing that this season, that mm-hmm. little clues were coming back. And I love seeing her plan it out. That was really exciting. And I love when she says to him, she says, if there's one thing that I know, I would never in a million years align myself with the dark. Mm-hmm. I will 
move heaven and earth to figure out how that happened, which will bring me back to you. Oh, that is. She just summed up the entire season. Exactly. In a sentence, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I love this next moment where he's like, what if I'm a monster? And then she says, and she basically, she rubs his face. She's like, oh, honey, I'll kill you myself. And I'm like, okay, that's why we like her. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that she does because he's totally going to wind up being corrupt. I hope not. But, I mean, let's talk about what are the odds here that he's completely on the level. The problem is that if he's not a monster... That means that Trick is a monster. Right. That's how it's going to end up balancing out. One of them has to be the monster. They can't both be right. Or or mm-hmm. the ancient evil that uh, campaigned so hard to get Bo on the train in the first place, mm-hmm. the person who hired Tamsin in the first place, this may have been one long, you know, centuries-long plot to see the Unamens murdered and have this, uh, what, what kind of seed is it? Um, it was, oh, I don't, uh, the origin seed. The origin seed. Mm-hmm. Um, because only Rainer would have the inclination and the power through his forethought to be able to fight the Unamens, and the woman that he would be paired with would be strong enough mm-hmm. to be able to help him and finish them off. So I feel like... Like that was the most chilling thing in the episode is this is this hand reaching down to grab this thing mm-hmm. at the very end, and uh, I'm wondering if it's that same person. So you're thinking that um, neither Rainer nor Trick are the monster. They will end up working together against this third evil. I feel like we have all been manipulated mm-hmm. by this grand master evil in the shadows person who has been waiting centuries and centuries and centuries for the light and dark to be overthrown so that he can seize all of the power for himself. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. And potentially very cool. Yeah. You know, epic fight scenes ahead. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. I want to see some choreographed fight scenes. I don't want to see all the Unamens lying slain on the ground and we don't get to see any of the fighting. Well, let's get to the Unamens. Let's get to them. Uh, You know, uh, Bo and Rainer approach them. And Tilda Swinton, once again, is just like, you know, succubus, you have done us wrong. You have committed treason, and now everyone will die. Which, I was like, great, great. Huge conflict, huge stakes, everyone's at risk, we're all going underground, big ol' future war like like lost girl meets terminator like i'm just imagining like like the terminator human resistance uh-huh. but it's like all of the like good fae light and dark together banding together to fight off this oppressive regime and then uh they start fighting and rainer you gets his power of forethought back yep and he's able to tell her in the moment what to do in this fight but tilda swinton can also hear Everything that he's saying. So why doesn't she change her tactics? So here's my theory on that. Okay. Is that, yes, he can see what's going to happen, and he warns Bo, duck, uh, block, kick, yeah. and somehow it's over. I think the um, the idea is that he can see what's going to happen, and because he can see it, it cannot, it change. cannot change. So while, while Tilda could hear, mm-hmm. you know, the duck, she couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. You know, but also what kind of sneak attack was it going to be when Bo says Rainer now? Like <laughs> it's that there's no surprise there. It's like now now what? And then he throws a card and she just blocks it. 
Um, I I was really impressed and stunned that the Unamens were were taken out with three episodes left to go. Yeah, because it means that we do have a grander mystery at work. And who is this evil that sent Bo to the train in the first place? Uh, you know, who told Tamsin to find her? Who's after the origin seed? Who's really pulling all the strings here? Exactly. And how long have they been pulling the strings? Have they been pulling the strings for the entire course of the series? Mm-hmm. It's all very, very exciting. Well, what's interesting about the Unamens being gone is there's still so many questions about them mm-hmm. that I don't think we're ever going to get answers to. I feel like now that they're gone, it's going to be done with them and how they work. Yeah. And I know that they had, um, in the episode where uh, Dyson was being framed for murder, the guy who framed him was part of the Unamens. Yeah. So is that ever going to be brought back up? I mean, it was relevant to the hell shoe, which we still haven't found. Right. We still, we're still missing the other hell uh. shoe. And, you know, uh, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of stuff that we still got to deal with. I feel like that guy is dead. Who, Whatever his motivations were for framing Dyson, mm-hmm. all the Unamens are just dead now. All right. Yeah. It's possible that it's, he's dead. It's possible that he's dead. He was there. He was in the pile of bodies. Was he? Yeah. Ugh. I'm so frustrated. Oh, don't be. I want to know. I know. That's that's been our edict for this entire series. <laughs> We've been getting more knowledge this year than ever before. Yep. So we can't complain too much. Touche. All right. I, I said think it again. I think it's time. I love it. Time for predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right, Yell. We got three episodes left. We got one hell shoe in play, another one off in the ether. We got a creepy hand reaching towards an origin scene. That has all the power of the Unimed. All of the power. All of it. Mm-hmm. All in one place. What's happening next week? What's happening the rest of the season? Give me your picks. All right, here's what I think. All right. Um, the uh, other hell shoe will not be discovered and it will come into play next season. I think mm-hmm. it's going to move over. Um, I think there's going to be a really hot, I mean, awesome battle between Dyson and Rainer. Couldn't be just a hot battle? It's going to be a really hot battle. Yeah. Because it's going to be shirtless and growling and stuff. Exactly. It'll be totally (laughs) just a weird shirtless sweat battle. Yeah. And whoever sweats more wins. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I think it will have some awesome witty commentary from Bo and Kenzie, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lauren will be unimpressed. And um, I think... We're going to start disliking Trick for a bit, and we still have to find out who's going to die. I think st- I still think someone's going to die yeah. this season, and hopefully, I I hate saying it, but hopefully, stay dead because I think someone dying and then coming back to life is, would be kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's it. it yeah, stick stick with your deaths. Yeah. Don't cheat. We also still have to pay off. Uh, the Lauren Ebony kiss and the peeling off yeah. of the plastic lips. And whatever she was trying to do with that. Um, I hope that that scene I want to watch. Yeah, that scene I want to watch a lot. And <laughs> it, it's strange to me that it's, it happened so long ago. We haven't touched on it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I also still want to see what's happening with this brewing partnership between Dyson and Lauren. Mm-hmm. I still maintain, I mean, I like until we flat out say Lauren is not and will not ever be interested in men, you know. You I still have hope. I still have hope that this this triumvirate 
scenario will work out. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, she doesn't have to be attracted to Dyson to be able to share Bo with him and build a life together with the two of them. I just think that there's a poetry to it that cannot be denied. However, now she's got this soulmate. Who knows? Mm -hmm. All right. I want to thank everyone for watching, downloading, streaming, listening. It's been a pleasure. Yell, where can the people find you? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Check out yell.tv for awesome interviews with the cast of uh, Lost Girl. All right, great. And if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. I'm starting a new job this week. I'm an on-air correspondent over at SourceFed. They do an amazing job uh, online, internet news and fun and comedy and gossip. Uh, I should have my first video posted on youtube.com slash sourcefed Thursday or Friday. Keep your eyes peeled for that. I appreciate your support. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 